With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is On the Pony Express, after Stang's post-game show. Tune in after each SMU game for reaction, exclusive interviews, and more. Check out all our SMU coverage you need at OnThePonyExpress.com. A part of the On3 Network. Now, your host, Billy Embody. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the After Stang Show. SMU captures its first AAC championship, beating Tulane 26-14 here in Yulman Stadium in New Orleans. Uh, a pretty unbelievable night if you're a Mustang fan. Uh, and you know, just a historic finish to uh, a regular season that uh, so many people had high expectations for. And this team coming out of non-conference 2-2 two and two, to figure out what the formula was uh, offensively and get hot down the stretch. The injury to Preston Stone obviously changed things in a big way for this game. And then uh, Tulane obviously being that big top 25 team that the Mustangs had to knock off to win this AAC championship. And SMU gets that validation of all that work from the defense stepping up big in the early run of conference play to the offense picking it up there. Uh, kind of in that run of some of the bowl teams that they ended up playing, um, like Rice and even North Texas with the offense. Well, to see it all come together and the defense kind of steps up, not kind of, they do step up, and they help SMU when they start Kevin Jennings in place of Preston Stone. You had some clutch throws by Kevin Jennings. You had some clutch runs. I mean, this is a complete team win, special teams stepping up. Everything that happened, uh, tonight here in New Orleans is really special if you're an SMU fan. And so um, I know SMU uh, is now focused on awaiting that bowl bid and to figure out where they're going to go. I think they've done enough to deserve a New Year's Six invite. And uh, Rhett Lashley, we're going to lead off of this. He went right after the committee saying that SMU deserves that New Year's Six invite. You want me to answer that? You probably answered it better, but, you know. We believe in letting our play speak for itself. <clears throat> you know, I was raised by my dad to uh, the old John Wayne saying, you know, um, <clears throat> walk low, talk slow, and carry a big stick. You don't got to say a lot. If you're any good, some people will talk about you. Um, but unfortunately, you know, every every time we got questioned this year, which is, has been weekly, we've had to just go out and do it with our, our play. And now that's over. And Look, I don't envy the, the committee of people making those decisions, but the American Conference, without question, whoever won this game should be in a New Year's Six Bowl. And Tulane's a phenomenal team. Um, you know, you don't want to – they don't care what I think anyways, but the facts are the facts. And, and, look, I voted Liberty and James Madison in the top 25 this week in the coaches' poll. I just didn't have them ahead of us in Tulane. I think they're excellent football teams. But we're the only one of that group that went on the road and beat a top 25 team. We're the only one in that group that went on the road and played a top 12 team. We beat a 9-3 Memphis team on the road, you know. And, and what what message does it say 
to schools moving forward as we go to a 12-team playoff if you don't even schedule a power school. You don't even schedule one. Yeah, you can play who's on your schedule, but you don't even schedule one. Why would you if just going undefeated is enough? You know, we went out and played OU and, and TCU. Tulane played Ole Miss. Um, our league is substantially better, and we both went undefeated in the league. So I, I hate that I have to sit here and do this because I don't want to, but I believe in this team. We've proven that we can play with teams ranked in that top 12. We did it on the road, not even in a neutral environment. And that was week two. We're a little bit different team now. So I hope they get rewarded. If they don't, we got the ultimate team goal of uh, a championship, and that's what our number one goal was. But it'd be a real shame to not let, without question, who I think most people in the country believe, especially after today, is the best team from a group of five conference. It's been earned, and I hope we get what we earned. Yeah. Uh, and Rhett Lashley uh, answered a couple other questions about that, too. He could have gone on for a little bit uh, longer. But um, this was a game that started off about as bad of a start as you could imagine for any team in any championship game or any football game. Uh, Kevin Jennings strip sack uh, on the opening offensive play for SMU. Tulane returns it all the way down to the one. Michael Pratt uh, sneaks it in right after that, uh, and is able to put the green wave up 7 nothing. And I felt like, one, uh, the play itself, uh, Kevin had no chance. Uh, they were completely unblocked. Uh, they were able to capitalize on that and go up 7 nothing. And I still, and I, and I felt this way going into the game, which, by the way, I predicted uh, 27, um, I think I predicted, or 24-17, I think was my prediction. Uh, so not, not too bad, not too shabby. Uh, but... I felt like SMU didn't panic. I watched the sideline pretty closely after that, um, pretty closely after the other interceptions that uh, Kevin ended up throwing. Um, and they just did a really nice job of receivers coming over. And it was different guys. It was Jake Bailey. It was Jordan Hudson. It was defensive players coming over and, it, hey, giving a pat on the back, you know, sticking with them, talking through what he saw. And that, I think, is kind of a microcosm of this entire team. They all bought in so much into the team concept, into how can we accomplish our goal, which is winning an AAC championship and getting uh, an opportunity potentially to play in a near six. Well, they had to take it one game at a time, one play at a time and do all those things. And you can't let something that happens opening play of a game sink your ship. And instead of folding like SMU did a year ago. Um, they battled in that bad loss against Tulane late, but was not a good showing. Uh, after a rough start, they came back and hit back. And SMU was able to go down the field later in the first quarter and and get a Jalen Knighton touchdown run. And then I feel like, and I, and I, I felt like SMU wasn't going to lose this game as soon as this happened. Um, and I, it wasn't that I was sitting there watching it unfold and saying, Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think that this is going to be um, a game that, you know, SMU is going to let slip through its its fingertips. I just felt like they were in control of their emotions so well throughout the game. And um, SMU went down the field before the half. And Kevin Jennings threw a great uh, pass that Keyshawn Smith reeled in. Um, I believe that was Keyshawn's only reception on the day. I could be wrong. Let me see. Uh Yes, one reception, 17 yards for a touchdown. And it doesn't matter if you get, you know, five catches, 56 yards like R.J. Maryland did, had a big, you know, piece of the early offensive, you know, movement that SMU had. It doesn't matter if you're 
Jalen Knighton, you know, leading the team or, or tying for the lead um, or no, leading the team in net rushing 75 yards. Or if you're LJ Johnson, given a, a, a quick um, you know, rest with a couple carries that he had, this team just stepped up in various ways. And one thing I said during the, the week is that SMU's defensive players were ticked off over not being, you know, recognized for what they did individually, which of course led to the impressive performance that they had overall. Uh, this defense was ticked off. They took this game personally and they stepped up. Huge. I mean, I played quarterback, and if you can't set your feet very often, you know, even when we didn't get to him for sacks, we were hitting him, we were harassing him. Like I said, I think it all started with stopping the run early in the game. As a play caller, when someone's stopping the run early, it's easy to go away from it. You know, the flip side is after this, they scored and went up 7 nothing, we went right down the field. We missed a field goal, but we proved we were going to be able to run the ball. We hit spit some runs. So we knew we could stay with the game plan, stay balanced on offense. And it was pretty apparent probably midway through the second quarter, you know, if we would just quit turning the ball over in the red zone and shooting ourselves in the foot, we would grind out some possessions that we'd score and just play to our defense. And like Isaiah said, it's pretty cool to win our first outright conference championships in 80, since 82 and our first championship of any kind since 84 on the shoulders of our defense, if you really think about what our reputation has been in the last decade. So true team win, could be more proud of it. Yeah, and and Rhett Lashley, I mean, he he didn't, um, you know, he didn't uh, hold back talking about this team and and what it means. And um, I saw him on the field right as he was getting interviewed. You can tell he was emotional. This was so special for him. And I think overall, this team throughout the year, and I know there's going to be in the bowl game. This, this thing's not over, but it's you know we're going to have about three weeks off here from from SMU football, but this team stepped up in so many different ways throughout the season when other pieces of the team needed those other pieces to step up. East Carolina, the defense steps up. Um, North Texas, uh, you had the offense, uh, you know, pull away. The defense stepped up in the second half. Um, Rice, you know, the, the offense stepped up um, and in place of special teams issues. And, you know, Memphis, the offense stepped up when the defense couldn't stop anything. I mean, that. And, and the defense throughout the year played great. I mean, they're top 10 defense for a reason. I felt like the way this team handled Kevin and just sticking up for him was really important. And um, there's a bright future at SMU at quarterback um, with Preston Stone, with Kevin. Obviously, we saw the turnovers. That was, you know, I was surprised a little bit by those. I, I just quite frankly, I mean, the first one he couldn't do anything about. Felt the second two, probably Preston doesn't make those throws in general, or even I saw on the one that was picked off at the one-yard line that uh, Jake Bailey came over and he was kind of saying, hey, just you know, float that one over the top, and you know it's probably a touchdown. But you know, all sorts of different things happened with Kevin, but this team like, just was around him and rallying around him and, and trying to make sure that you know what all the things that Preston did also – you know, it didn't go to waste um, here at Yulman. You ran her off the field, and I just said, are you okay? Because, I mean, you got hit in the arm. I'm going, seven points is not good, but him being hurt would be really bad. And uh, he's no, I'm good. I said, okay, well, that wasn't your fault. He goes, I know. I said, you made a good read. About to get the ball back. Let's go. And, uh, you know, all we asked him to do this week is play through his teammates. And Coach Johnny Brewer did a fantastic job. Uh, he's done a great job with our quarterbacks every year, but getting him ready this week. And Kevin just did what we asked him to do, went out and was Kevin. 
played through his teammates, and uh, you know we got the result we wanted. He was saying the result we wanted, um, and he kind of ended and went on uh, a thank you uh, uh, to all the AAC and, and everybody and President Turner and uh, the Board of Trustees, Rick Hart and all those guys. Um, let's let's do this. We're going to run down some of the things uh, that SMU did accomplish, some overall leaders and things like that. First AAC championship, 12th conference title, first since 1984, 40 years. Um, SMU, first half, 26 excuse me, um, SMU was able to lead 14-7 at the half um, and get get things going in the right direction on that front. Um, this is a team that was at one point, and I'll try to bring up the, the half uh, comparison. The first half, Tulane had 82 total yards. They had 30 after the first quarter. Um, SMU for the game ended up holding uh, Tulane to 269 total yards. They rushed for 31 yards. Makai Hughes came into the game with over 1,200 yards on the ground. Um, and, and, you know, passing yardage, uh, 238 uh, for Michael Pratt. Um, that is uh, what they were able to do um, defensively, holding uh, Tulane to uh, that under 300-yard mark. 1.2 yards per carry. SMU's defense, seven sacks on the game, um, eight tackles for loss. Kevin Jennings was only sacked once. Uh, they did have six tackles for loss, so it wasn't perfect by any means. Um, but in terms of SMU's defense, sacks, two and a half for Isaiah Smith. Shout out uh, the Smiths for always listening uh, to the pod as well. And and SMU fans better uh, thank your lucky stars as dad loved Derek Dickerson as much as he uh uh, does so. Uh, Nelson Paul one and a half sacks, uh, half sack for Corey Roberson, Kobe Wilson a half sack, um, Alex Kilgore had a sack. Uh, it was uh, Elijah Roberts, and I thought Elijah just forced the the pocket um, into uh, into just complete disorganization uh, for Michael Pratt. It was uh, just a rough night for him uh, to have to drop back and pass. SMU had so many pressures. I felt like. Um, it's weird. They don't credit quarterback hurries that well, I don't think, because uh, they had zero. Uh, but there were multiple times that Michael Pratt was almost sacked in the backfield. So defense, outstanding. Um, SMU finishes with uh, 396 total yards, 203 through the air, 193 yards on the ground. Jalen Knight, 15 carries, 75 yards and a touchdown. Kevin Jennings, 15 carries, 63 yards. I thought that was a really undergraded piece was – his ability, ability to pick up yards um, on the ground. Tyler Levine, five carries, 25 yards. But Tyler Levine had two catchers for 34 yards, just monster plays for SMU overall. Um, just huge, 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 uh, both on third down, massive in the grand scheme of uh, the game. SMU uh, got some key moments um, from plenty of people. Um, the, the fourth down scramble uh, from, from Kevin Jennings, that was – Pretty wild that he was able to get that done and get that throw off uh, to RJ Maryland on the sideline. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll go into the questions really quickly here uh, in a second. But I asked Rhett Lashley about Isaiah Wachovia, or I asked Isaiah Wachovia and, and Rhett Lashley about Dallas and what this means to bring it back to the city. And Isaiah led off, and then Rhett basically took it from there and talked about how important Isaiah is. Uh, he had the MVP, uh, earned the MVP tonight. Uh, he finished with an interception that pretty much put the game on ice. 
He had eight tackles, which is good for second on the team. By the way, Kobe Wilson was awesome tonight. Uh, he had that big uh, t- tackle on third down early in the game against Michael Pratt. Um, it, it was just a total team when uh, Isaiah also had a tackle for loss um, as a part of his eight tackles. So um, I asked Isaiah what it meant to win this one for Dallas. And also Rhett chimed in about uh, the Jerry Levias jersey uh, recipient and, and what he means to this program overall. Uh, it means the world to me, you know, being a kid from Dallas. This was my dream to bring a championship back to the city of Dallas. And uh, it just, it just means the world that we were able to come, as, come together as a team and do something that hasn't been done in this city for a very long time. I'm going to add on to that. <clears throat> Isaiah is everything that's good about college football. He's also everything that's good about SMU. There's a reason he wears that number 23 uh, in honor of Jerry Levias, was voted on by his team. You know, Isaiah didn't do a whole lot on our team last year in terms of playing. He led the league as a safety in PFF in every statistical category. Two pick sixes, had another pick today. You know, and I respect all the decisions, but he wasn't good enough for first, second, third team all-conference honorable mention, but he was good enough to be the MVP today. And um, Just he embodies everything about this team. It's just next man up. Everybody, each week is somebody different, and I just could be more proud of how he represents SMU and college athletics. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um. We'll get to questions. Uh, before I get to questions, I do want to give a quick shout out. Uh, Kelly Prince Johnson, happy birthday. I heard the band playing uh, before the game. Well, happy birthday to Kelly, a uh, longtime listener and uh, supporter of SMU. So uh, saw her last night at Cooter Browns with a lot of subscribers. Uh, and so happy birthday to you uh, and the Mustangs, I think, did OK uh, in terms of their gift uh, for you. Uh, let's jump into uh, the questions. Um, First question, I'm not going to let it sit there too long. Still confident SMU gets the call over Liberty for a New Year's Six. I, I think for me, the New Year's Six, until other teams really show a difference um, in, in terms of their ability to play at a high level, will go to the AAC champion. And I am confident, as of now, that SMU will be in the New Year's Six. I think they've played a tougher schedule. They now have a, another signature win. They're playing some of their best football, um, even without Preston Stone. Um, they, I mean, they should have boat raced uh, Tulane tonight. I mean, this was a, a team that just dominated both lines of scrimmage. I mean, I think I said something in the first half, if not for interceptions, slips, and that that first, that uh, like, I mean, they just they should have boat raced them. Um, so, um, you know, this is a, a game that SMU had uh, very much control over. And I think the committee will see that when they look at it. Um, there's only one MVP of the game. It was Isaiah Wachobia. Um, and um, uh, he had the interception. Isaiah Smith, I mean, the entire D line. I mean, I, you can't you can't say enough good things about what they're able to do. I mean, it's uh 
it's crazy. It's crazy to think about what SMU has put together uh, defensively. And um, it, I think they finally, even, even, you know, the Memphis game, it wasn't perfect, but for them to do what they did against the defending champs, veteran quarterback, I mean, they had them off their game outside of a, a couple spurts here or there. And uh, you just got to give them credit uh, for just playing their tails off. And yeah, I mean, I think you could have given it to a number of guys on the defense. Um, SMU Cox, 1990, please rank our most likely bowl destinations. I, I would say 1A, 1B, Fiesta and, and Peach. And I think I've got to just end the ranking there. If for some reason they get snubbed, I think they they would go to the Fenway Bowl. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty confident um, SMU is going to punch their ticket to New Year's Six. FW Silver is at the most dominating defensive performance of the season. I think relative to the opponent, absolutely. And I, I thought SMU did a lot of good things against Oklahoma. But to do what they did, I mean, just from sacking Michael Pratt, um, all of those things that they did to uh, stopping Makai Hughes, they just beat up Tulane. And it wasn't close. And, um, you know, Willie Fritz was asked about the you know, job, the Houston job that he's, you know, it sounds like he's going to get. Uh, after the game and uh, the players up there, Michael Pratt and Jerry's Monroe were shaking their heads like, no, nah, this wasn't anything about that. This is just a butt whooping. And and Rhett said that after the game, he said, we whipped them. Um, and so, you know, I just think it's a, uh, it's uh it's a, yeah, I think this is the most dominating defensive performance of the season. I would say um, Jennings uh, sure looked good. Easy to see how much upside he has. Hopefully we lock him down to the future question mark insight. Yeah. I think, you saw some of the talent that SMU sees in him and, and, and how he could be a piece for the future and a, an important one. You also saw why Preston Stone it was, you know, by Rhett Lashley, very much appreciated um, throughout the season, and, and he stumped for him. And uh, if you listen to the Walking Strong podcast, Bill Armstrong stumped for him, and, and you saw how well he was playing down the stretch, and you, that was kind of like, okay, that makes a lot of sense in terms of why he's playing over Kevin Jennings. But Kevin is a young quarterback who's going to play more and get more opportunities. And he had to put one on his plate this week uh, for this game. They couldn't just hand the ball off all the time. He had to go down the field and they had to use the full offense. And they certainly did. Um, so I, I love him. Uh, I think that he's still got a bright future. And uh, I don't see him portaling and, and doing that. I just don't see it. Um, how was the game day atmosphere? It was good. Uh, it was pretty loud. Um is rainy, but um, Tulane does a great job. They're they're an awesome awesome school in terms of you know how they put things together. Um, Isaiah Wachovia was MVP. Um, Fountain Connoisseur. We will play Georgia closer than TCU did in the New Year's Six Bowl. I could see it. I could see it. Um, we'll see. Uh, Couchum, the full evaluation on the KHJ performance. Yeah, I think uh, the first one I don't put on him. The other two. I think they were both throws that Preston doesn't make and or doesn't make them in that way. Um, I felt like there were a couple moments where the ball was just a tad late. Um, and if it was late, I think Preston would have maybe thrown it away. Uh, but then you have, you know, Kevin just being able to make some pretty unbelievable, unbelievable throws to, you know, put SMU in position to win this game. I just, I thought the moment wasn't too big. I mean, the turnovers were what they were, and they're concerning in terms of that. But he was moving the offense up and down the field, I felt like, for the most part. And um, I just felt like he, he was he was awesome. SMU 5-for-5 five five in the red zone, by the way. 
Um, fourth, third down wasn't their best friend, six of 16, but uh, SMU was, was excellent in the red zone uh, overall. Um, are, are we living in a simulation or did SMU really get in the ACC and win a conference championship? It's true. Um, Dark Horse 11, hate to be that guy, but do you think Rhett continues jump ball fades on third and long in the red zone in bowl game in AAC or ACC? Yeah, I mean, they're part of the offense. Um, yeah, they, they just are. Um, that's, yeah. I, and if you have Jordan Hudson and you can add some bigger body guys to maybe continue that piece of the offense at a higher level, I, you know, they work. Uh, if you have guys that can, you know, kind of make plays on the ball and things like that. SMU giddy up. How do you feel about how Kevin improved about the game and do you, how do you expect him to progress between now and the bowl game? I think it's really important that he's going to have, you know, 15 bowl practices where he's the guy. And I know he's been around a lot. I don't know how much overall progression we'll see just because it's still, you're not like going to rip up what he is and what he's done and, and kind of change things. You're going to look at him and say, okay, here's, what'd you see here? How can we get on a better page? Things like that. Think about all the different phases of this offense in this football game. Like RJ Maryland started red hot. I don't know if he had a second half reception. Uh, Keyshawn Smith made a play. Um, they they were able to get Tyler Levine involved. Um, th there's a lot that he can improve on. I think checkdowns are still something he airmailed air one to Jalen Knight who was overthrown. Um, you know, it, it just I think he's just got a chance to keep getting better. Um, any injuries? I don't think so. I, th I think it was all good for the most part. Um, I. I um, trying to think. Um, LJ Johnson got nicked up in practice. That's why you didn't see him much this week. Just FYI, guys, if you're uh, if you were wondering about that during the game. Um, what was the biggest takeaway from from the game for you? Could be a specific player, coach, anything. I think this is the final validation for me that this team really just doesn't care about individuals. They care about how how this team can play and win and get the ultimate goal accomplished. And that's rare. And it's being so close to it, you can see how they did it and how they came together. And so I, I just think you've got to give them so many kudos for giving up time, for giving up all the different things that come their way and their other pieces of their life to be that committed. And I just think it's so rare. This team's going to have a lot to obviously um, – uh, rebuild a little bit in terms of the offseason, but they got to enjoy this right now. I mean, I, I think that's the biggest takeaway is SMU's broken through. Say what you want about the conference overall, but to get to this point and do it and accomplish it, it's very, very difficult. And, you know, whether you're a player, coach, fan, you've got to enjoy this because it's um, it, it's very difficult to do. Anyone that's been out that may be back for the bowl, I don't think so. I think you'll they'll get a lot of opportunities to get healthier overall. Um, Marcus Bryant, uh, Hyron White won't be back. I don't think Jaden Jones will be back. Um, obviously, Preston Stone will be back. Um, LJ Johnson should be you know, healthy. I think Jalen Knighton's battling a lot right now, too. Um, so I think those are some of the guys. Biggest surprise of the game, uh, question from Bucking Mustang. I, I thought the defensive line was just so dominant. I mean, and, and it was just at another level that I didn't really see coming. Uh, so that's the big one for me. Um, 
what do I think led to the offensive stall in the second half over seven on third down, only field goals. Tulane started adjusting, making plays. Did we change play calling style? SMU went really conservative. I mean, they were running Kevin Jennings. I'd have to go back through and rewatch, but they were not really taking many risks. And because a turnover changes that game completely. Um, yeah, I, I think they just went super conservative. And, and I mean, Jalen Knight was, you know, nicked up uh, throughout the game. A couple of different times he came out. Um, and they just, they played really safe and they trusted their defense. I mean, I think that's a, a it's talking about surprise, your biggest takeaways. I think the biggest thing that SMU did was uh, that Rhett, Lash, Rhett Lashley showed is he showed a very good feel for how his team is playing because football is, is just a gamble, right? Like you could say, all right, we don't need that field goal. We're got to go for it. Well, then SMU doesn't get the field goal and maybe the defense doesn't get a stop this and that. He had a really good feel for the defense and how they were playing and that they weren't going to let this team down. So he kept playing, playing conservative, taking points and it paid off. Uh, special teams redeemed themselves for sure tonight. Pony sacks. Uh, you gotta, it, it kind of comes around a little bit. We've seen some really bad special teams from SMU, but they stepped up uh, tonight for sure. And Tulane helped them too. Um, final score of SMU played Liberty. Ah, ooh, I would say, I mean, depends on turnovers that can obviously change things. I think SMU could beat Liberty 35, 10. Um, let's see. Given there were a lot of people last summer posting about Scott Simons having one more season to prove his worth or he's gone. Did he do enough to keep his job? Yeah, he did. All right. Uh, we'll see. Uh, a lot of changes to be made on that side of the ball. Things didn't go that well. Um, I mean, getting above 200 yards, putrid. Uh, how do I think this affects recruiting? Uh, big, big piece. Um, they validated what they were telling these guys. I talked to a lot of recruits and said, you know, we heard they were going to get an opportunity to go to the power five. Oh, well they, they did. And the coaches told us X and Oh, wow, they did it. And you know they felt they had a good team and Oh, wow, they do. So just kind of reiterates, um, you know, how much, uh, you know, that, that validation can help um, with recruits in terms of what coaches are uh, telling um, him uh, or telling them. Uh, top three guesses of what bowl games are in, uh, Fiesta, Peach, Cotton. Uh, I have no idea on who SMU would play. I honestly didn't get much time watching games today in terms of conference champions and things like that, so I don't know how much it got shook up. Um, am I too, too, too drunk? Yeah, of course, uh, when that happens. But are you too drunk to answer these questions now? No, uh, just uh, racing to uh, maybe get a post-game cocktail in. Um, let's see. Any others? Uh, SoCal Pony, I'll take a bow. Uh, he said, Billy, before the season, you, your description of Kevin Henry Jennings was spot on. Talented, calm, cool, collective, but prone, prone to making some bad mistakes. That it exactly described his play today. A couple of bumps along the way, but he got the job done. Trivia question, how many Dallas QBs have both won state and college camp championships? I don't know. That's a good one, though. Um, you might have to answer that one for me. Um, any chance we can get a rematch versus OU? I don't think bowls, tr they try not to do that. We'll see if, uh, if it's in Scottsdale, um, that would be nice. Um, uh, if, if SME doesn't get a near six bowl destination, uh, what's the bowl destination then? Uh, I would say Fenway. Um, am I reporting from the men's room? 
Uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, the visiting coaches box. So actually right here, this is where Scott Simon's called his defense. So um, when is big news happening? Sometime in the near future. Uh, Pony in H-Town, does SMU jump Liberty? Yes, I think so. So with that, guys, all right, I'm going to shut it down. Hope you guys enjoy this. Um, this is a special time. Appreciate all you guys for joining us at OnThePonyExpress.com. This show all season, we've got another one still for the bowl game. Um, but I appreciate you guys for listening. And um, if you uh, aren't an OnThePonyExpress.com subscriber, not the YouTube channel, a couple of people I met jumped on board last night. Um, so appreciate you guys for joining. Saw a lot of people on the field uh, and dapping me up and things like that, which was cool. But um this is a special ride. Join on theponyexpress.com for just a dollar or 50% off annual subscriptions. We'll have you guys covered. I've got some recruit reactions coming as well. Um, so lots more to come as SMU wins the AAC championship here in New Orleans, 26-14 over Tulane. Uh, big win for SMU. Appreciate you guys listening to this edition of the After Stang Show. Head to Shug's Bagels in Mockmer Plaza. Get yourself a post-game meal. We appreciate their partnership on this season as well. So. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. I know you did. And we'll catch you uh, after the bowl game with another After Stank Show. Thanks for listening to the On the Pony Express podcast with Billy Embody. Follow us on your socials on X at SMU on 3 and on Instagram at On3SMU. And keep it locked to OnThePonyExpress.com for more coverage. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.